0: Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, happy single, single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy and can you be happy as a mum in general Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Um, hey guys and welcome to happy single moms i'm your host khalifa today we have a lady called cherry she's got her own instagram page and her own um, website it's called willowbrook financial planning now when i saw um cherry's instagram page the first thing I saw was the fact that she's a financial advisor helping women get in control of their money when divorcing powerful men. Now, when I saw the divorce in powerful yeah. men, I was like, wow, this is different. <laughs> I have never seen this before. Hence why I had to reach out to her and ask whether she can, she can come on Happy Single Moms. So thank you so much for accepting the offer to come on. and Please tell us how you came up with the Willow Brooks um, financial
1: planning. No problem. Um, Thank you for having me here. I love, love, love this kind of thing because I'm all about sharing, getting the message out there and just really empowering women. So um, for me, the reason that Willowbrook started actually is quite a long story. So I've been a financial advisor for 20 years um, and the last five of that I was a coach and mentor for other financial advisors so the last five before starting Willowbrook and as that part of that I observed over 2,000 live client meetings with my advisors and their clients Um, and that combined with a phrase that I heard on International Women's Day really gave me um, kind of a an itch that i couldn't scratch so the phrase that i heard was equality is not sameness and as soon as i heard it i could not unhear it and i could not unsee it so in all of these live client meetings what I kept thinking was like this has been designed by men and it hasn't been designed with women at the forefront and actually it's really is okay and actually the right thing to do to design something for women that is designed with them at the heart so like I say it became something that I had to go and scratch so I started Willowbrook because I was absolutely focused on having this company that had women at its heart so the aim of Willowbrook is to remove financial vulnerability and disadvantage for women divorcing and to give them the confidence and the support that they need to be able to divorce with confidence but then the really big picture is to give financial services a shake-up and to create a financial services system that's designed from the bottom up so that women are at the heart of what it does rather than from the top down. At the moment, we've got a top down approach and we're adapting what is already there. And my big picture is to design something that starts with how women need and want this to to come about.
0: That is a magnificent ethos, I love that. So how do you actually help women get in control of their money when divorcing powerful men? What are the steps that you, you
1: ask them to put in place? So I actually run a calm program, so a 4 step program, but the control part is the first part of that program. And actually it is the the biggest tip that I give women who are divorcing is gaining control of your finances. When you divorce, there are lots and lots of things that are in your control and loads and loads of things that are outside of your control, particularly when you are divorcing powerful men. So there's lots of things outside of your control. what he declares, um, how much income he gives you, whether or not he pays you on time. There's loads of things that are outside of your control. So one of the things that's really essential to do is actually harness the things that you can control and take some positive actions. There are things that you can do to prepare yourself for later on during the divorce process. And the earlier you do do them, the more positive the feeling is around actually being able to make some, some progress. So gaining control is all about clarity and knowledge. When you are clear, it takes away the fear. So knowing as much as you can around the current finances. So that can involve us going through a really clear budget. A lot of the women that I work through weren't the person who was a financial manager in the relationship. So they haven't got a really, really clear budget. Um, so creating a clear, clear budget. And when I say clear, I mean, we go to really big depths. You know, how much are you spending on Christmas? How much do we need to replace your washing machine every five years? We need to make it really, really in-depth so that we, we we know that we've got enough money then. Um, So we create a budget. That's one of the main things about control. And the second one is getting a really good idea of what you owe and what you own. So creating some asset schedules, they're called in legal terms, in financial terms, but just basically a list of what you owe and what you own. And the list, you know, might just be quite small because you haven't got that knowledge. But just getting to the point where, right, this is what I know right now. I cannot influence what he declares, but the control is, okay. this is what I've got. How it then builds on, Khalifa, is that what happens next is that when we do get some disclosure from him, we make sure that the woman really understands what he's saying and where the control comes from there is actually being in a position to question intelligently whether or not everything has been declared. So giving her that expertise and that support to understand what's there, understand all the technical terms that are there and what he's told her that they've got, and then make sure that she's completely you know aware of what's going on so that's that's about how women gain control in their divorces kind of from a financial perspective having all of that knowledge
0: yeah i think that's that's wonderful the fact that you like make it in dissectable um pieces where people can where women can actually absorb because i worked for the ministry of justice for 10 years and i actually helped run um, one of the first specialist domestic violence courts and one thing that we found was that a lot of women would actually come to court but then they would back out and these are women that were battered women but when we did like a survey we found out that women were tied to them to the men financially like they were dependent on them that they couldn't they would actually they they were willing to actually stay in a domestic domestic violence relationship because they just couldn't escape you know and yeah I, i i just i i just love the fact that you're helping women just break it down and understand that look there is a light at the end of the tunnel you just have to understand and I don't know why us as women, we feel like, Do you know what, you handle the money or you pay the bills,
1: when in actual fact, you are capable of doing it as well. You absolutely are. And I think there is a lot of fear around money because of the lack of familiarity, the lack of contact and the lack of experience. But. It's really, and one thing just to reassure women if they are in that situation, you will not be judged. It's actually very, very, very common. It's really logical when you're in a relationship to delegate tasks and actually say, You be in control of that, I'll be in control of this because there's so much to juggle anyway. So it's not something that you will ever be judged for. That's quite common, quite normal. Um, But also it's really easy to do. And we have this perception that something we don't know is big and scary and it, part of what i do is just kind of the reason i love coming on this kind of thing the reason that i use instagram is that the more that we can make it really clear that money isn't scary the more these women will feel confident to actually take steps to, to take control of their money
0: because yeah, on one of your posts i saw that you said you want to make finances feminine i've never heard that before could you explain what that is
1: <laughs> yeah i so i think the reason that we have got to the position that we have where there there is this imbalance in confidence and clarity with finances for men compared to women part of the reason that we've got there is the way that it's designed is that to be good at your finances you need to work with a financial advisor in a flashy office in a corporate suit very austere who you know is going to make you feel quite intimidated and they're going to talk about growth and they're going to talk about really technical things and you're going to feel like really small really really tiny And for me, making finances feminine is about switching that right on its head. It's about relationships. It's about understanding values, the value of the company that you're working with and the advisor you're working with, but your own values, what you need your money to do for you, how it needs to work for you based on the outcomes and about what you need from it, rather than based on growth and performance and something kind of quite, you know, Distant from you this is about how do you create financial security what do you need for you and your family what does this money need to produce for you that's what feminine finances is it's about actually getting to the heart and the root and the values of it
0: okay what advice would you give to a woman that is starting afresh or is maybe that de- in currently in debt at the moment just after maybe the divorce proceedings what what advice what's the one advice you would give a woman
1: have real clarity about what you need to spend and what you want to spend. Now, assuming that there's a little bit left over, which isn't always the case, but absolute clarity about what you what your have-tos are and what your maybes are. And then if there is some leftover, for that maybe stuff to be very intentionally spent, because what can happen if we aren't really clear on exactly what is going out, sometimes we spend money that, is not necessarily um, essential and it kind of gets a little bit wasted and if we set some intentions around it we can use that money to create more of the life that we want so what i would say by that um, is, rather than you know i might occasionally buy lunch at work having a real intention of actually i'm not going to do that because what i really want that money for is a weekend away with my children in the summer And and then, you know, small amounts like that could generally result in that. And it's having that intention. And the only reason you get that intention is by knowing exactly what you have to pay. What is the difference? And then being very disciplined about the difference.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely need to know the difference between the asset and the liability. Um, And what is is money self-care?
1: So the bucket list concept, in case people haven't heard of it, is a list of all the things that you want to achieve before you die and it's um actually there was quite a famous film about it and the idea of a post divorce bucket list is divorce can be a very natural chance to reset and to pause and particularly where women have been in domestic abuse relationships or where women have been with very powerful men they haven't always got to be who they want to be and so part of divorce and part of the reset that comes from that is an opportunity to think into the future about who it is you really want to be and what it is you really want to do so the post-divorce bucket list is actually a little list of the things that are important to you and that your future life should contain now for some people they are traditional bucket list things so they are skydiving or going to Australia traditional bucket list things but for other people it's much more sentimental and and deeper than that. So for some of the women that I work with, it's about creating careers and financial independence. For some of them, it's about leaving a legacy for their children, that's on their bucket list, that they absolutely now they have some financial independence, they wanna make sure that that continues. And for some, it's just so much about actually how they want to live their lives with more meaning now, rather than, you know, a lot of the women I work with, I work with domestic abuse victims, But I also work with very high net worth women who have spent a lot of their lives having, you know, a lot of travel, a lot of five star hotels. But what they want post-divorce is is more meaning, more depth. And actually, that's around charity work. That's around um, the time that they spend and who they spend their time with rather than actually the money that gets spent.
0: Thank you for clarifying that. And um, I also saw on your your site something called the CALM approach.
1: So what is the CALM approach? One of the things that's really hard about financial advice is it's not very tangible. Um, And not everybody has a very clear view on what it is. So I created the CALM programme to make it very clear and easy to understand what it is that I do to help women move through the divorce process with financial planning. So the CALM programme is a four-step programme designed for divorcing women to take them to a place of real uncertainty and pain and fear to a place where they can make many confident financial decisions. And it's got four steps. The first one is control, which we talked about today. Now that idea of being really, really focused in of your money. The second step is approach. And that's all around being very clear about what you need to get out of the divorce in order to live the life that you want to live. And it's about establishing your settlement points so a divorce is an end of a marriage contract and there's negotiation that's needed for the end of any contract and with negotiation you need to know your minimum settlement points so the approach element where I work with women and we work out what that minimum settlement point is. Now for some women um, particularly if there isn't a lot of assets involved it's just a case of just making the money go as far as possible but with the high net worth women that I work with it's around actually establishing the point at which they would settle and you know avoiding some fights going forward. So there's specialist software that I use um, that allows us to to really map out how money lasts, um, based on what they need it to do. And then we can come to a figure that they might need. And then the l is life planning so that's coming to the divorce bucket list and sitting with a woman and really thinking about the life that she wants to have post-divorce the costs involved around that working out how it's going to look and making sure we've got the financial planning set up to meet that and then the m is for monitoring because i work with my clients for life so it's about having that regular touch point as their post-divorce life evolves because there will be changes in relationships children grow up changes in careers, movements in houses and just keeping that plan alive and real for her. Okay so what are the
0: real impacts of um, a, a divorce
1: then? Oh my goodness divorce is it's so traumatic and the impacts I would liken to grief. When you're grieving you are so supported by those around you you know and when you're divorcing that doesn't always happen so the impacts of, of divorce can be felt so much more strongly and there's also less recognition self-recognition of the pain that you're going through so we don't give ourselves enough support enough kindness to ourselves yeah. about how divorce impacts so that grief side of things not only are you grieving the end of your relationship You're grieving the end of the family for you and your children as you had pictured it. You're grieving the future you had pictured and you're grieving your financial security. For all of those reasons, it has a significant impact. Um, And then kind of moving on and thinking about this from a financial planning perspective, it can have such significant impact on women's futures because decisions that can be made in divorce if they're not made from an informed position can actually leave women very very vulnerable in the future particularly where there's no legal teams involved and what happens very often is that decisions get made if you don't go and get solicited involved i'll give you half of everything and that isn't always a fair outcome You know, for women who are earning a lot less, for women whose pensions are a lot smaller, half of everything is often very disadvantageous. And had they gone through the legal process, they would have ended up with more. So so there's some huge, huge impacts. um, And I think the way that you mitigate them is by getting your team around you. So friends, family, emotional support from a divorce coach, financial support from a financial planner and legal support from a solicitor
0: that's awesome so if if there's any woman listening right now where can they actually find you on social media for some support
1: um so they can find me on instagram so it's willowbrook financial planning so i'm on there an awful lot they can find me on linkedin i've got a really active profile there i have a youtube channel So they can find me on there, Willowbrook Financial Planning YouTube channel. Um, And I've got a Facebook page as well. So they can find me in all of those places. They can connect with me, interact with me, ask me questions. Um, I'm also on Clubhouse. How how modern is that? So I don't know if you're on there yet, but um, that's actually become a really great platform for um, women to ask me questions in a really open environment and get some great answers back as well. So I'm doing regular Q&As on there as well.
0: That's awesome, Sherry. I just want to thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. It's been magnificent having you. And guys, if you ever need advice, please just go onto the Willow Brooks Financial Planning website. And yeah, everything you've said has just been so refreshing because I've never, ever, it just, it, you broke it down so well. It, you know, something, yeah, it's just been so digestible. I absolutely love it. It's been re- very, very refreshing having you.
1: Thank you. And thank you for inviting me along. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: I have a magnificent day. I'm
1: breaking arms, I lose control when I get there.